my life was not easy and it was especially hard because how can you tell what's reality versus what their lies are when you have no one telling you that they are lying I know it is hard for some people to try to understand how you can spend so many years questioning your truth and questioning your own reality all because someone told you that it does not exist but again these were my parents and I trusted them all children think their parents hung the moon they look up to them they think that they are just the most amazing people and there was a time when I believed that about my own parents as long as nobody told me that what they were saying was lies how was I ever supposed to know any different there were times when I would fight times when I did not want to go to sales anymore times when I would reach out to a trusted adult but since my parents had complete power and control over every aspect of my life from the day that I was born if I did come forward they painted a very different picture of who I actually was even when I was a young child I was given medication that made me appear like I was manic and after a while I was given medication to make me look like I was depressed they wanted me to have bipolar disorder I still do not know why it had to be that but they did anything and everything that they could to make sure that I exhibited all of the symptoms I can remember being as young as seven years old being brought to a psychiatrist for that diagnosis when I would talk about things that happened to me it was always we think she's having another episode and sometimes they would even ask me if I thought I was having another episode I did not get to talk about the things that hurt me or the things that scared me because when I did I was explained why they never happened and how I made it all up in my head because of my delusions most of the time they would just sit me down and continue to gaslight me but if I had told someone that would be able to do something or chose to believe even a little bit of my story I was taken to the psychiatric unit first we would go through the emergency room into the locked ward that they have inside the same reason was always given that I was getting in my depressive state again so I was making things up in my head just to justify why I felt so sad these were what my delusions were always about this is why I was never to be believed the things I talked about while I was in this depressive state were never true. They used this my entire life. When I would get taken to the ward, I was excited sometimes because I thought that I would get the help that I needed. I thought that I would be able to sort through all the things that felt so real, yet I was told were not. I thought that they were going to be able to help make sense of why my truth and my reality were two very different things, but that was never the case. 
For most people, when they go to the psychiatric unit, they get help. I just got paperwork to prove that I was making up the sex trafficking. The only thing that I ever gained from any of those places was more confusion, more lies, and more twisted realities. And they got an easy way to drug their daughter. They had someone from the ring that worked inside of the units. So when I got to the point where I was not wanting to do the things that they wanted me to do, they could easily have me drugged while I was in the hospital. It is less suspicious to see a child look like they are under the influence in those kinds of places. But at nighttime, the monsters still came into my room, but they were different monsters. I would be awoken and led into a room. I do not know where in the hospital I was taken to because the drugs were still in full effect. I was brought into a room and they used the restraints to strap me down to the bed. And that is when the clients began to come in. I cannot sit here and tell you how many came in each night or even how many nights I was there because I was on so many different medications that the world was not even real to me. But I do know that my parents could pay an entire year's worth of their mortgage in one single stay. It was always so cold with plain white walls. I never wore anything more than just a hospital gown. I would sit like a zombie during the day and I was nothing more than an object at night. The psychiatric unit was never a place that got me any help. But after I escaped, when the PTSD was so bad, I had no choice but to go back to that place. Except this time, it was my choice. It was a different hospital, and it was an adult unit. But there is something very eerie in the fact that the same place that brought me so much pain in the end helped save my life. The psych ward was good for my parents because they always liked to kill two birds with one stone. And what they got there was proof that I had had a problem with delusions. So their secret was always kept safe. And they had a place where they could traffic me. I try to sit and think about all of the staff that was there and who possibly knew what was happening. Who were the people that was a part of this? And I cannot remember if it was nurses or doctors or anyone, but there was someone on the inside. There was multiple someones. It was not the only place that they had easy access to people in the medical professions. One of their other favorite places to take me was the dentist office. We would walk in like I was a normal girl with her father and I would check in at the desk. Except when it was my turn to go to the back, I was never taken to a room where most patients were brought. I was taken through a set of doors into a room that was not normal and didn't even have a dentist chair. Someone would come in all dressed up in scrubs wearing a mask. I never knew who that person was. They could have been a dentist or they could have been just anybody. 
but it was at a dentist office. That is all I know. People out in the waiting room, if they had heard my screams, just assumed that I feared the dentist. But the reality was they were hearing me be assaulted, hidden in plain sight for all to hear. I do not even know if there was a time that I was brought to a dentist office just to have a regular teeth cleaning as a child. It was again a favorite place for the sales. After everything was done, we would walk out through the waiting room just the same as we had walked in. It felt like I was back there for hours, but to be honest, I do not know how long this all took. It was always only just one or two clients. And I can remember walking through the building with tears in my eyes. And I was just wanting someone to look and notice. But nobody ever did. And as I walked out into the waiting room, I hoped that one of the other parents there would notice something. But again, everyone was so wrapped up in reading the magazines that they never even looked. My hair was messed up. I was limping. I had to have shown some signs that I had just been assaulted. But everyone was just so busy with their lives and distracted by their surroundings that they were not paying attention to the little girl that was crying while holding her father's hand. It was not only dentist offices, it was other doctor's offices as well. But it was never in the patient rooms. I was always brought in through the waiting room to look like a patient, but I was brought to a different place within the office. We would walk through doors and go upstairs sometimes. Sometimes it was on the same floor, but it was always away from the other rooms where patients were brought to. They always wore masks and they always wore scrubs and they always looked like they belonged there. But most importantly, their identity was hidden completely. You cannot identify someone by just their eyes. And I think that is why they brought me to these places so frequently. Any place that had medical personnel, they had not only access to the drugs that they would drug me with, but the client had easy access to hide their identities. I like to tell myself that they were not dentists and that they were not doctors and that they had absolutely nothing to do with the building that I was in. But I don't really know how much truth there is in that. Maybe it's just what I need to tell myself today to be able to continue to see doctors and dentists as an adult. I want to be clear. I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to scare people away from going to the dentist or doctor's office. I do not want people to think that just because you go to a psych ward that maybe monsters will come and pay you a visit. All these things that happened to me were prearranged. This is where the client chose for the sale to happen. How they were able to make that choice, I will never know the answer to that question. But they were given that option. And looking back now, I think that they were just trying to find other places that people would never expect. Again, 
a place that may seem so complicated, but the reality is how many times are kids brought into these places and then walked out while they are crying? Hidden in plain sight works the best. I can remember a time when I was sitting on the recliner in the living room of our home and I was waiting for my father because I needed to go to the doctors because I had fallen and broken my arm. I can remember falling off my brother's bed. I can remember that I was waiting for my father because I refused to leave the house without him. But later in life, I had to have x-rays taken. And when I asked the doctor to show me where my old break was, he said that it never happened. A broken arm, no matter how old, will always show up on x-rays. I had just been told this story so many times for so many years that I thought I was remembering the actual events that took place, but instead what I was remembering was the story my mother told me about it. She had told me about it so much that I thought it had really happened, but it was just memories of her telling me the story that she wanted me to believe. This happened so frequently. I spent most of my life so confused. I do not even know how to explain the feeling you have when you are a child and every inch of you is saying that one thing happened, but your parents are saying that something different happened. They did not just do this to me as a child. It continued throughout adulthood, right up until the day that I left. If I got close with someone, whether it was a man I wanted to date or just someone I wanted to be friends with, they would always say the same line to them, that I was bipolar and I had delusions and that they had to be careful because I made things up all the time. Even after I left, they did this. After the shelter, I got into the transitional living program. I had started reaching out to extended family that I had not spoken to in years. A lot of my aunts had stopped contact with us. Some did because they were assaulted by my father. Others because of multiple reasons. But I was trying to make connections with family. I had been raised on family. I can remember so many Christmases and Thanksgivings where my entire family would gather and celebrate. Every holiday, every birthday was an event. I grew up thinking that I did not need friends because I had cousins. So naturally when I left, I wanted to make connections with all the people that I had missed for so many years. I was naive to think that they would welcome me with open arms because they never did. Because my father had called them before I even got a chance to and told them that I had accused their son or their husband of assaulting me. He wanted to poison the well before the well even existed. It was almost as if he wanted to keep them away from me or maybe he just wanted to discredit me if I came forward about him. 
whatever the reason was, I was not allowed to have family for my entire life. All those memories of my family did not matter because as real as they were, they did not exactly exist. They did happen, but the memories were tainted. We were not a happy and loving family. The adults were just pretending that we were. As I settled into the transitional living program, I had already had my restraining order. I had a two-bedroom apartment that I only paid $28 a month for. It was gated, so I was very protected. And it was so I could start to learn how to live as an adult on my own. And I got a message one day that I needed to call my aunt. She told me that my father had called her a few weeks prior and had said that I was accusing her son of sexually assaulting me when we were children. Something me and her both knew was not true. Just to give you an idea of how terrified people are of my father, she had written down on her calendar the exact date that he called, the exact time, and what the conversation was about. I begged her to help prove to the police that he violated my restraining order, but she would not. She kept saying she did not want to get involved, so she didn't. I was on my own. And the more that they protected my parents, because that is what they were doing every time that they chose not to tell the truth, the more I began to realize all the lies that I was telling other people. Those lies were not protecting anyone. I was doing to the people that were in my life what I was hating most about what my family was doing to me. I started to think about the days before I left. I started to think about all the people that were in my life that helped me find the strength. I thought about all the people that brought normalcy into my life and helped me to dig deep inside and find that hero that was waiting to come and save me. And I went to a dark place. I would not exactly say it was rock bottom because it felt like it was so much deeper than that. I had been so hurt. I had been lied to. I had been forced to lie to people that I loved and that meant the world to me. I had been forced to do things that just was not in my nature to do to anyone. I was made to be somebody that I never could be because it was not who I was. So I started to realize that what they did to me was more about what happened to me than who I was. So I needed to let go of those that were lying to me. And I needed to let go of those that I could not stop lying to. And obviously, that was not an easy task. I had very good friends that protected me. I wish I had had people like that my entire life because maybe it would not have taken so long to find my strength so I could escape. But then again, I never would have gotten to meet these people that are so dear to me. 
And no, I do not talk to any of them anymore. But I hope maybe someday this podcast reaches them and they will know that they all saved my life in their own little way. And I hope that they know that I am sorry for never telling them the truth. But that is one thing that I cannot control and something I cannot change. But it is definitely something I hope to be able to change in the future. I think one of the hardest things that I am having to learn is how many people got hurt because of lies that I had to tell in order to protect them. Every time I got close with someone, I was so ashamed of the things that I was doing. As an adult, there were so many times that I would see couples and think eventually I would be able to do that and have that kind of love in my life. And as disgusting as it sounds, I wanted the love like my parents appeared to have because they always seemed to have each other's back. And I wanted someone in my life that I felt had mine. And there was a time when I had that and I let it slip through my fingers because I was just too damaged to know it. I was forced to work during the holiday season. Looking back, I think it was because they wanted a way to explain how I was able to buy my children any Christmas presents. And I met friends at work. But my parents, they did not like that. They did not like the fact that I was able to build a bond with people because I imagine they felt me slipping away because I definitely was. I was starting to see the truth in all of their lies. I was not ready to admit it to myself. And that is where I met him, the one who changed everything. It hit out of nowhere. I was never expecting to feel the emotions that I felt on that day. I did not even know what they were until long after. He complicated things for me, even though it was never his fault. He just showed me what normal was. I began to learn what love was supposed to look like. I began to learn so much from him. But I was constantly told that if something seemed too good to be true, it was not true. But with him, it felt so different. He was the truth, and they were the lies. But I had to hurt him in ways that I never wanted to, in ways I never dreamed that I could ever hurt someone. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was doing what I needed to do to protect him. But I was doing everything to destroy him. This is something I believe we all go through from time to time when we are victims. We must lie to our friends and some must lie to their own families just to cover up the things that are happening. Shame plays a big part in it, but it is not just that. They do not give us a choice. They do not allow us to do anything but sever any relationship that would give us enough strength to leave. Any bonds that I could make with someone who is not a part of the life would make it harder for me to be controlled. And as I grew closer to this person, 
I began to fight so much harder to have that normal life that I saw everyone else get to have. He was not the only one. In the final months that I spent with my parents, I grew close with so many people, and I think that is why they were trying to break me mentally so bad. They wanted me to be isolated and alone because the more friends I had and the more love that I was able to feel from other people, the more I would see that my parents were not loving me and never had. And then there was always that chance that I would ask about if what happened to me at the hospital, the dentist's office, or anywhere else ever happened to anybody. I would find out that it was not normal. And in those final months, they made sure I would never even think to ask. I can remember one day where I brought a friend over and I just wanted someone to witness how they treated me. I wanted to hear her tell me it wasn't normal. I had been at support groups for quite some time and I was beginning to see all of the abuse. And even though at the time I did not know that it was called sex trafficking, I knew that something was not right. But I had to lie to her, the same as I had lied to him. Because if they knew the whole truth, there was no telling what would be done to me and what would be done to them. I thought I was protecting them. But the reality is, you can never protect someone with a lie. You can only protect them with the truth. Guilt has been a huge part of recovery for me. I have survivor's guilt for the many victims that I saw that I was not able to save. And for the victims that are still in the life now that cannot be found, I feel guilty for all the people that I had to lie to. And I do not even know if they will ever understand that I did not have a choice. I could have told them the truth. I could have given them the opportunity to know. But again, normal was such a weird thing for me. Because even though while I was out with them, I felt normal. When I got home, I was told that they just had pity on me. My parents seemed to have an excuse for everything. And every lie I told, they were able to twist it into a way that made it look like it was my fault. I was lying because I did not truly know how to treat people. And a person like me would never know how. My delusions would always get in the way. I had spent so much time thinking about what all the doctors said while I spent time in the psychiatric units as a child. They would constantly remind me that the delusions would never go away. They would constantly tell me that my version of reality and the truth would never be the same. I would always be damaged and I would probably have to spend the rest of my life needing to live in my parents' home because I would decline more and more as I grew older. The more that I saw that I could be normal only meant that the delusions were taking over my mind. 
I had no idea at the time that these doctors that I was trusting and believing had actually been clients. I had no idea about the blackmail videos that my parents had on them. So they told me exactly what my parents wanted me to hear. So I would believe exactly what they wanted me to believe. They had been controlling my life from day one. This life sentence I had received was there all along. I just had no idea that as a child, they were already preparing for me to always live a life being sex trafficked from the beginning to the very end. And no matter how many friends I made or people I loved, it would never change their plans for me.